<laughs> These millennial Catholics baptizing themselves with LaCroix. Happy New Year, and welcome to episode 88 of the Erasable Podcast. It's the first episode of 2018, and amidst ice, snow, bomb, cyclones, and other made-up weather phenomena, we hope we can warm your cockles with talk of wood, graphite, and rubber. I'm Andy Welfley, and joining me are the co-hosts that warm my cockles, Tim Wassum and Johnny Gamber. Hey, guys. I've been hey, wondering Andy. how your cockles are doing. So, I moved to California, so my cockles would always be warm, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it still gets a little chilly, so... Uh, so you're here. This is off. <laughs> this is off to a fantastic start. It sure is. <laughs> Happy 2018, everybody. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> so we're back from the holidays, mm. and uh, I feel like I haven't quite gotten back into the flow of things um, to really jump into a very specific topic. We have something good planned for next. I almost said next semester. Next next episode. Um, but we're going to talk about pencil adjacent holiday gifts we received. Uh, and maybe if we if we can get to it, uh, because of all of the fake weather phenomenon happening, we'll talk about like all weather pencils. Just a little little bit of this, a little bit of that. So what? Spoiler alert. Yeah. All pencils. <laughs> all, all pencils. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so uh, yeah, let's jump into the uh, the tools of the trade. Uh, Tim, tell us what you're consuming and writing with. Alrighty. Uh, like many people, we're watching the second season of The Crown. Yeah. Right now. Uh, I've got one episode left, two episodes maybe. We just watched the Kennedy episode last night. What did you think of uh, Michael C. Hall as Kennedy? So I was good with it. And my Mm -hmm. reason is is that Kennedy is one of those characters that if you try to get people too close to him, it looks like a caricature. Mm. You know, like it's too over the top and you're like, you're trying way too hard. So I I almost kind of like it when it's, you know, there's a few little similarities and Again, this isn't the guy from the Breakfast Club, right? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's way too young. <laughs> that's, that's the last episode. This throwback to the last episode when I, I made that mix up. But um, but yeah, I was just thinking, um, when you try to get too close to a big historical iconic figure like that, sometimes it can be, yeah, a little caricature-y. So I was I was all right with it. You know, um, I think they did great job casting on on Jackie. But uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she was great. It's amazing. So we're enjoying that quite a bit. It's a different season, but I, I like. Um, it's kind of nice to be past the. Oh, the first season was fantastic, but I was worried that the, um, getting used to being queen thing was going to be like super drawn out, and I feel like it shows how mature she was and ready to to take it on. And so it's more like she's dove. She's like dives right into all this and then this season is about everybody else like sort of catching up to her and then the end of the season is where she's all of a sudden getting a little self-conscious and it's just really interesting mm. so i like it a lot yeah uh, listening i am super excited about uh this album a friend told me about this who is one degree removed is that if you know somebody who knows somebody or is that two degrees um that's two, two degrees. degrees two degrees i think yeah anyways uh, his uh, roommate from college is the engineer for Dan Arbach from the Black Keys, um, and he's now wow. uh, now he's producing tons of albums and making his own solo stuff. But he has his own studio, and so uh, <clears throat> my buddy had just been with him 
not Dan Arbach, but his, his friend and had seen this album that is now, now out, but he, it's by a guy named Robert Finley and Dan Arbach discovered this guy playing on the street at the Memphis blues festival. And he is legally blind and he's like 70. Uh, the album's called going platinum. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. I mean, it's just this like old dude really just killing the blues. And, uh, there, if you look at the album cover of it, there's a, a picture of him standing in front of this big rack full of like rims for cars. And it says Robert Finley going platinum. And this guy's like super tall, tall, old, old guy. And he's wearing this sweet shirt and leather pants and this huge belt buckle. And apparently that's just how he showed up that day. And so they didn't even have to change his clothes for the photo shoot. Like, <laughs> you're, per- like you're perfect. Don't change. <laughs> he showed up and they're like, all right. Yeah, that's good. But there's, he had all these cool stories about him. Like there's this, the, the last song on the album is called Holy Wine. And it's, uh, uh, they were basically trying to, Dan Arbach asked him, do you, do you sing falsetto? And he's like, what? <laughs> what is that? I don't know what a falsetto is. He's like, uh, Describe it to me. And, and so he kind of did it for him and sang in some falsetto. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then just <laughs> nailed the song in like one take. And it's really cool. Um, so it's, it's a fun, it's a really fun album. Uh, again, it's called Going Platinum. It was named that because uh, Dan Arbach and his engineer were working on the album. And he just walked in one day and they didn't know he was behind him. And he just said, we're going platinum, boys. <laughs> so awesome 70 year old guy rocking it hard so <laughs> i i highly recommend that and the last thing and uh i feel like i this is something that i'll get flack for or something or i, I tim I, you are a tastemaker don't even don't even think <laughs> this next statement i'm about to make uh i hate fantasy um for the most part <laughs> um you know, there's like the, the crossover people like Neil Gaiman and things like that that I can get into, whatever. But like real like hardcore world building fantasy stuff, uh, I can never do. I can just never can handle it. And I think my problem is that uh, I get super annoyed when I have to learn a lot of nonsense words. <laughs> Some people love uh-huh. that and I get it. Like I can kind of get why they would like it, but just on just in theory <laughs> i can't really understand it uh, and so when i read <laughs> fantasy like i tried to read that uh brandon sanderson um what's it called the final empire mistborn is the name of the series mm. i had people recommending it to me all the time like yeah, it's an awesome book awesome series first of all series just kind of makes me back away but um i started reading it and like two pages in i was like my face was sore from my eyes rolling so hard. Just like, I don't want to learn. I'm not going to learn all these stupid words uh, that I'll never be able to use again. So anyways, I just don't like fantasy. Logan in the chat says, Tim hates imagination. Yeah. So now that that we've, now that we've gotten that out of the way. um, Yeah. That's, that just annoys the crap out of me and I can't do fantasy most of the time. And I'm actually like, this is probably the most, you know, like one of those things. I feel like everybody has the thing. Everybody likes that they don't like. You know, um, if you're like the guy who doesn't yeah. like Star Wars or the person who doesn't like Harry Potter, or whatever, I don't like Lord of the Rings. Uh, I've never been able to read mm. it. I like the movies fine, but never been able to read it. I've tried it so many times, but this is all a long buildup to say that I found fantasy that I like um, by a mm. recommendation of the same friend who showed me that going platinum. So, so he's, he's the secret behind my, my taste making um, skills, but he <laughs> uh, put me onto a book called the name of the wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, and it's fantastic. 
the writing's amazing. He's a really, really fantastic writer. And uh, so far, you know, 70 pages in, I don't feel like I'm stuck in the weeds and having to learn a million things about this world that I'll never have to think about again. It's just, they're good characters and the, the action of it is really compelling. And again, the writing, just the prose of it is really beautiful. So I've been enjoying that quite a bit. Um, so I went from not liking fantasy to suddenly being, uh, devoted to reading an 800 page fantasy novel. Uh, and I'm liking it so far. What do you think, Tim? Harry Potter, fantasy or not fantasy? Uh, irrelevant. <laughs> Ooh, good, good choice. We don't want Johnny's rage quit just yet. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I love, <laughs> I love everything about Harry Potter, and that's like one of those that I would call like a crossover because you've got like the real world, and then I love the stories where there's a real world, and there's like one thing that's a little tweaked about it. You know, like the Neil, Neil yeah. Gaiman does that a lot. I have another okay. one for you. Doctor Who, fantasy or sci-fi? Uh, I, I, am I really going to say this? Um, don't Sorry. care because I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's I, Star Wars. I think, of, or when I think, but when I think of Doctor Who, I think uh, sci-fi. Uh, yeah. Star Wars. I think Star Wars is like a hybrid. I think yeah. when I think fantasy, I think uh, a whole world has been created out of nothing that doesn't really re- resemble, in a lot of ways, the world that we know. Um, and then you know that plus space makes Star Wars. So, yeah. Um, Welcome back to Fantasy and Sci-Fi, <laughs> yeah. a new podcast by the makers of the yeah. Erasable Podcast. So, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. And apparently he has a really cool podcast that I don't listen to. Um, so I'll think about that. I don't. If I want to say it's about board games, so I probably won't listen to it. But um, I think that's what it's about. Anyways, uh, yeah. I am writing with a Blackwing 1917. i liking that quite a bit. And I am writing... Hang on a second. On the back of our power bill, <laughs> doing some back of the envelope yeah. uh, calculations. I got a scrap of paper. This is the back of our power bill. Um, just you know, <laughs> mixing it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I already had notes jotted all over it from something before, and so I just was, had been carrying it in like my pocket downstairs, and just decided to just own it and put all this fancy paper surrounding me that's like piled up on my desk. Let it take the week off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I, I I do have some Baron Fig note cards in front of me that I'm planning to take some notes of uh, anything that I I need to remember show notes things like that too. So I might I might switch to that if I'm feeling like the uh, power bill is not up to the task. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, how about you? Um, I am also. Well, we finished the Crown season two right around Christmas. Was super good. Um, once again, when I watched season one again, I think I fell asleep on every episode at the <laughs> end. But it's always you know worth it. Do a little recap the next night. Eventually, you've seen it all. And um, we finished Piggy Blinder season four, hmm. which you guys have not seen, but you should totally watch. Just if nothing else, like it'll make me sound like I never cuss, <laughs> which Do is they have cool. A typewriter bell, yeah. and they've got the best. <laughs> They have the um, the best um, gunshot to the head sound effects of any show on TV. Ooh, I want to watch it now. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then following <laughs> that up, we just started the Durrells, which is adorable and not Yay. violent and not full of the F word. We're only halfway through season one. It uh, but it's, it's like pretty adorable. 
it goes really fast. When Katie and I started watching it, like half, like by the time we finished season one, we were just like, is that, is that it? Like we just got here. So luckily season two is up so you can like launch right into it. But yeah. Is, I it, is move. it adorable? Yeah. And they were like, no, no electricity. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> if nobody has it, everybody's equal. Don't you like love that, that one family? Don't you love Lawrence's <laughs> fold up typewriter? <laughs> I like all the little shots where the camera is like under his keyboard. Yeah. Well, he's typing. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's amazing. I can't remember. He reminds me of Paul Dano if Paul Dano was not creepy and shiny. <laughs> shiny. He's shiny. He's always kind of waxy. Oh, man. Speaking of Paul Dano, we were at the Biltmore Estate this last weekend. Like the, or the Vanderbilt, the big Vanderbilt home in Asheville. Hmm. And they have a uh, this like 100-year-old bowling alley built into their house. <laughs> And it looks exactly like the one that he gets killed in and there will be blood. So it was kind of, it was a little terrifying to be in there, but I, I had a Paul Dano moment just a couple days ago. It was a yeah, scary. the whole time I watched that movie, I'm like, please let him die. And then when he beat him to death with a bowling pin, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I, I rewound it and watched it again. Yes! That last hit, the splatter. Very Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Yeah, and to round Pretty out the peaky. cuteness, Charlotte and I are racing through Harry Potter 4. So that I was have to keep stopping. really long one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. I remember, I think I've told this story before, being in grad school, we had a seminar with this really famous philosopher, and there was a girl in my class um, with Harry Potter inside of this other book that was like a 100-page book, and it was Harry Potter 4. I was like, I'm like this is a really great class. And also he can see what you're reading. <laughs> it's not, like, not a book he that hides like, well. He didn't like because it's stuff. a thousand pages long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, Harry Potter books go really quickly, but I have to sort of keep stopping. So Charlotte can catch up. It's getting frustrating. I might just finish it and lie. <laughs> oh, Daddy's <laughs> on chapter 24. Dust, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I have a nice winter splendor, uh, combo to write with. The Blackwing 16.2, which is Matt White in the green notebook from the 2016 L.L. Bean books from Field Notes. It was very winter in the pines, which is good. Cool. Yeah, those are my consumptions. How about you, Andy? Well, I I jumped on I jumped on the bandwagon, and I am I'm currently reading The Fire and the Fury. Awesome. Um, it's a uh, it's interesting. You can tell that they really, really rushed to put it out. Um, <laughs> I, I'm reading the... Until that, just from the cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a joke when I saw it on um, Colbert. But yeah. Especially with the cover pick. I'm like, that's not really that funny. <laughs> I'm reading the uh, the Kindle version. Um, and I've already caught a typo. And what's <laughs> oh, interesting man. is <laughs> when you read... I'm sure other, other people have too. But um, like when you read a Kindle version of something that you like bought through the Kindle ecosystem, you can actually like highlight the text and then submit it for review so they can <laughs> change it in like future editions. So I felt like, Whoa. I felt like super, you know, English teachery, like, yes, <laughs> let, yes. let me tell you about this. Report it. <laughs> right? yeah. So I read pen out. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I won't spend a lot of time talking about it here, but like, it's, it's not necessarily telling me anything I didn't know or suspect about the administration, but yeah. So reading that right now, we just finished um, a show on the Amazon Prime Network, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is by uh, our friend and yours, Amy Sherman Palladino. Um, it's, uh, it's on my list. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it won a, um, won a Golden Globe 
Um, best, I didn't know about this at all. Comedy, maybe. Um, it's a it's a show. It's about a a um, woman stand up comedian in the late fifties or early sixties, and uh, it just kind of like follows her. And it's it's weirdly set in this like fictional New York City, except to say that Lenny Bruce is a character. So like this <laughs> guy does a really good Lenny Bruce impression. Um, and yeah, it's 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 pretty good. And like. Like the Gilmore Girls, it has a lot of really interesting, like mother daughter um, dynamics between, well, yeah, Midge and her mother. Question: Yeah, like the Gilmore Girls, does it contain Kelly Bishop? It does not contain Kelly Bishop, but the woman who plays Midge's mother is a uh, very attractive older one. So I think that you, I think hmm. that you can still get something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe Kelly Bishop will make a make an appearance, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah, great show. Um, and then finally, like we haven't really talked about Star Wars yet. Um, I guess we don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to since Johnny's here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. What what did you think of the new Star Wars movie, Tim? I enjoyed it quite yeah. a bit. It's its own thing. It's not like anything else they've done so far, and I was fine with that. It was kind of the. I felt like it was the movie that set them into the direction of Marvel movies or something mm. that um, they can all be their own thing. And there's going to be so many of them that if one's not a hit, not saying this one wasn't a hit because I liked it a lot, but if it just kind of made me okay with, okay, I've got a whole lifetime of star Wars in front of me. And at some point there's going to be one that's a stinker and you know what? That's okay. Cause there'll be, <laughs> yeah. there'll be more, but it was, it was so different and had such a big scope, you know, with all these, these characters. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't want to give things away if people haven't seen it, but it was a, uh, if you haven't it seen was, Star Wars, what are you doing with your life? Go out and see it if you want to see it. <laughs> Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you think, Andy? I liked it a lot. I loved the characters that were in it. Just some, the new, the new introductions. I thought Rose was an amazing character. Yes. Um, great I, I sort of feel like Benicio Del Toro's character and like his presence in there was completely not needed. I thought he was sort of like superfluous. Like it's awesome that Benicio del Toro was in it. Yeah. But yeah. I think, it, I think I agree with you unless he comes back. Yeah. Uh, if he shows up in a, it's a, good in point. a further movie, which I, th- I think he will, you know, people keep calling him the new Lando and stuff. Oh, and I think interesting. Um, yeah. Which I, uh, you know, anyways, if he shows back up, then I think it would, it could be redeemed, but just as, as is that whole storyline was a little. Yeah. A little tiresome at points, just because it was. I felt like they were just. Hey, look at this big casino world that we're about to build at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> so, and we're going to spend approximately so th- five minutes here at the cost of like, like eighty million dollars to build these sets. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I uh, yeah. It I, was great. I, it was a good time. I saw it twice. So it was. Yeah, I only saw it once, but I I really enjoyed it. I, I think it could easily have been two movies. It was very long, and there was so much happening. Um, yeah. But I was a big fan. Yeah. So. Um, and then I am writing with um, a um, capless or eraserless uh, Palomino HB, um, a blue one. That's nice. just right at the Steinbeck stage, which is maybe one of the perfect, most perfect pencils you can get. You know. Yeah. And I'm writing in a Colo notebook from Top Drawer, which is uh, this sort of like moleskin style fabric bound notebook um, that I got at that, that stationary shop that is in town. Um, so, yeah, I am. That is that is me. Um, should we should we move along to fresh points? I feel like we spent 
plenty of time in the tools of the trade section. A good, good <laughs> twenty some minutes. <laughs> we are we are tools of this trade. Let's do it. Um, Tim, what are, true. what are your fresh points? Well, um, uh, the first thing I was going to talk about when I was at that Biltmore trip, I went to the stationery store that I've talked about in the past. Mm. Uh, the one in in Asheville that really the only one I have in around me that's not just a you know like Michael's <laughs> kind of place. Yeah, it's really uh, all I've got. But uh, went there and uh, I always like going there, and they have a really good or a decent Blackwing display. It's not like some of these I see in the group where people have. You know, there's singles of all the new editions and stuff. They have started carrying the special editions, and I really had to hold back from buying some more Blackwing 73s um, <clears throat> just to stock up. But one thing I did get there, uh, that's something I've been meaning to get for like five years, is a, f- a Faber-Castell Perfect Pencil, the the plastic one. Is it just nice. called the Perfect Pencil? I think so. Yeah, so is the, is the fancy metal one, because they had that one there too, is that called something else? Or is they that just like- a different... Version. I think all of them are called the perfect pencil. Okay. They have like super cheap ones, the green the not, one, the not $250 one. Yeah. And they have the one, <laughs> they have the it, not $250 one, the not $150 one. Yeah. And the <laughs> but I think the one below the really expensive one is the design one, which is like 40 bucks. It's aluminum. Mm-hmm. That one's really nice. I have one of those. I don't ever take it anywhere. Yeah. The green one is That's like cool. the best car pencil. Yeah, I uh, yeah I got the green one, which is you know it's like ten bucks or something. And uh, I I'd been there before and had looked at it, and I never bump into it anywhere else. So I'd have to order online, and I just uh, went for it. And so, Johnny, you've recommended Faber Castell nine thousand pencils to me a lot, and like I know you like the B and the two B of those, and I they've not like really hit me, and I've liked them fine. I didn't, but there's something about this one that I feel like it's different because I really really liked it and i don't know if it's because it has the eraser on the end and so it just feels different when i'm writing with it because i've this gets kind of into the weeds but uh it's you know i feel like an eraser pencil has just a little bit better of a weight that you don't feel like the vibrations of a, of a just capped pencil or something and so it, it, it felt nicer i just loved it so much i took it to the built more and and used it while i was there with all the, the notes i was jotting down and then uh, brought it home and of course got out all my nine thousands and was like trying them all on like which one should I carry around? <laughs> um, and I actually haven't really messed around with it with other pencils. Do you ever use it with other pencils, Johnny? Like, does it work with pretty much anything? I mean, I guess it would work, but I can't do it. It's always kind of. <laughs> and in fact, since um, the pencil store started carrying the official refills, I always have the official refill in it. Oh, Just, I know that's boring, but the four uh, B is super nice. It's like. That's the sweet spot on that pencil, I think. I've only ever used the 4B in the jumbo, uh, like the the real soft jumbo. But I, I should I should check that out. But I, I'm liking the B right now. I mean, that's what I was using at school all day today. Uh, not the <clears throat> the refill because that seems like a waste. I was just using a 9000B at school today and was really enjoying it. So yeah, so that's something I was I was happy about that I hadn't really avoided for any real reason. <laughs> Uh, and now I have it and I've been carrying it around pretty much every day. I like, I love the sharpener. Um, I'm a little sad that I can't replace it. I'll just have to buy a whole new thing, which, you know, big deal. It's fine. It'll be a long time before I wear it out. I think I, I think about that kind of thing far too much, like many people in this community, but, uh, you know, I don't mind replacing it. So I I think that's a good, a good purchase and I'll, I'll get good use out of that. And I also got it and thought this would make a good gift for people. 
Well, yeah. It's kind of an interesting oh, yeah. little little item that I might think about getting that is just pencil gifts for friends and stuff. Um, before we started recording, I was also alluding to the smell of ammonia in the room right now, which is because I'm cleaning out fountain pens. And so I was, uh, I forget what, I, you know, I actually had a friend, I have a, a friend who's, he probably is, is listening, but we got to talking about, uh, we've found out that we both like fountain pens and we, we, he lives in Georgia now. We don't see each other, but like maybe twice a year or something like that. And he, uh, knew I was interested and we started talking about it and I I always have one inked up and I usually take one to school and I'll use it fairly often, but I just got back into it and started inking stuff up. And again, I had the whole realization of this is such a friggin' hassle like all the time. Like, I don't know why this is, it always hits me as a surprise and it always will. Cause I'll continue using them for the rest of my life. Cause when you get them just right, it's so nice. Mm. But I was dealing with like three different pens that were like, bleeding ink all over me and I couldn't get anything lined up and I had to like clean things out to get the ink to flow right and then I realized that the feed was in backwards and it was just this like huge hassle and so finally I'm cleaning it all out I'm going to ink up one and I'm just going to use it and it's going to be the one that I know won't give me grief and I'm thinking about just uh, stashing the rest of them away when people uh, complain about how pencils get messy all over with shavings and like little oh graphite gosh. pieces <laughs> that's insane yeah feel like it's insane. not a fountain pen my hands literally look like I just like choked a small animal to death. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say choked a clown. <laughs> no, no, I have like red, like dark red ink, which is what I like to use, like on all of my fingers, like literally all of my fingertips right now from, from pulling things apart. And, and uh, uh, it's, it's just kind of, <clears throat> I guess just a, maybe it was just bad luck because of all the, uh, the things I was trying to use and all of them had, and some of them had been sitting for a while. And so that's why I'm trying to clean them out and just kind of start fresh because I got a little overzealous, but it, uh, it definitely, when I got to work today, it had me running back to my, to my pencils to, uh, <laughs> to get some stuff done. Finally, because <laughs> I kept over the break, I kept trying to write with my, my fountain pens. And then, and part of it is probably just like a neurosis where you're trying to write with them and you're like, no, you know what? This could be a little smoother. I'm going to try to tweak this. I'm going to try to do that. This isn't quite right. And then you just keep messing with it to the point where then you're, yeah, you're, you're covered in ink and it's even worse than it was before. And yeah, anyways, <laughs> this is a pencil podcast, but I thought <laughs> we have either people that this would delightfully ruffle uh, or would um, entertain. I was going to say you're making a you're making a hell of a case for using a fountain pen here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, with our friends at the Pen Attic, you can go. Right oh, speaking uh, of fountain pens, uh, <clears throat> San Francisco has a, a Lamy store now. Oh, that's a Lamy. I've never even heard of that. The you know like a Lamy Safari fountain pen. Like oh one yeah, of I mean I've heard of oh, heard okay, of yeah. that, Andy. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. <laughs> i just mean the store I, yeah. mean, I didn't know no, they had stores that's crazy I, I think it's a it's a pilot i think it's a like a test store so i'll oh. i'll go check it out and uh, report back and those are the ones that i you know i have a, i have a few of those and those are, those are the ones that are about as reliable as they get you can't really it's hard to screw one of those up so yeah they're inexpensive um, and they're like <clears throat> they have some really great colors and they're yeah they're pretty reliable I almost never I've I've never had a problem with one being like scratchy or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe that's what I'll fill up tonight. Just stick with that. Uh but that's all I've got. So Johnny, what about you? So um you know the beloved Goldfield winter edition from Right Notepads had a yeah. manufacturing issue. So if you haven't opened yours yet, you might want to open them and see how many pages fall out. Ooh. Because yeah, pages fall out of 
almost all of them. Hmm. But um, they've made aware of it, and they're reprinting them, which is pretty cool. Interesting. I know some other brands would just wait for you to email them and then send you some free ones and let the crappy ones float around. <clears throat> <laughs> but um, yeah, so if you're frustrated like me because your last pages fell out of a book that you were filling up, you'll be able to get new notebooks. So there's <laughs> going to be some sort of trade-in? Recall? <laughs> I don't know what word they're going to use for it. But yeah, help is on the way. That's cool. I guess I've only really, like, I've opened a pack, but I guess I've only, like, cracked open one notebook um, just to use, and so far it's been fine. Yeah, I got to the end of one, and I'm not gentle on them. And then finally, you know, a few pages popped out. Hagen in the chat said he had that issue today, in fact. Yeah, apparently when, um, wait, Chris explained it to me, but I don't really understand how books are bound. Um, They needed to shave off more paper, so there was some paper like a few pages in most of the books that didn't get glue so they just fell out but the rest of them are fine the rest of the page hmm. so yeah but they're still so pretty and so, it's like at ikea when they have like recalls it's like this this notebook fell over onto a child and yeah. now i have to recall it yeah they re- they recalled their high chairs once because there wasn't a crotch strap just a waist strap and the recall was that they gave you a crotch strap <laughs> okay he, I don't just, think that's really what it's called. You you, re, you hand it back at your notebook back in, and Chris just hands you a page. <laughs> yeah, like here. Yeah. So speak of ridiculous recalls. Um, so my or a kids crotch had, strap. Yeah. <laughs> Chris hands you a crotch strap to go with your, <laughs> your notebook. We have we have these really fancy um, car seats for our kids, and um, the company tested it themselves. And if your kid weighs more than sixty five pounds, and you don't use the seatbelt, you use the five point harness. And you have a car with a lap belt and no shoulder strap, and you don't use a back tether, which probably affects three people. They recalled like you know hundreds of thousands of damn car seats <laughs> to give you a piece that you put on if you use it in that situation. <laughs> okay, <laughs> can't wait to have kids. <laughs> so um, I had a really crappy week last week and got rear-ended um, Tuesday morning. So I needed some retail therapy and went to Staples and. The Uniball Air, which is a really, really cool rollerball pen that writes upside down, and um, the ball is held in plastic, so you can vary the line with. They're, but they're oh. only available in the United States in bold, which it's already a really inky pen. Like You can't use it on anything. It'll bleed through like drywall. But As um, uh, Hagen says, it hates paper. So, yeah. But uh, the, I like that. <laughs> you can get the micros now at Staples. Hmm. Which is cool. I mean, they're like 10 bucks for three. They're not cheap. But I think I paid five bucks a piece to have some from Japan last year. Do they have different and colors other than just blue and black? So far, I only found the black ones. Okay. But I think they only make that pen in blue, red, and black. But in India, you can get different barrel colors. Hmm. So if anyone here lives in India and has access to those barrel covers, they can make it worth your while. We should talk to Siraj. Yeah. I mean, they're really pretty colors, too. Yeah. Yeah, if so, um, our second pen-based um, fresh point. If you like really, <laughs> really, become? really black pens, I th- I think they're really they're not pencil-y, but they write upside down, so that's like something in the pencil category, right? Hmm. You can lay on your back and write hate mail or hate tweets, and then tweet them later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Talk about the Gorilla Channel. <laughs> Premeditated hate tweets. 
premeditated hate tweets. <laughs> That's like a Marilyn Manson song. Band name. Yeah. Band name. <laughs> so my only other fresh point is that um, I'm going to go to New York Monday to visit the pencil store. So maybe we could do an erasable meetup if folks are around. If anybody's in the city that day, because it's not a work day. Chris Jones. That would be super awesome. I've been in the I'm new so shop jealous. yet. Yeah, well, bag your job. <laughs> Get on a plane. <laughs> Just head out. My coworker is it's, there right now. Hey, it's probably cheaper to fly to Baltimore. You could just take Amtrak up with me. Two hour, well, two and a half hour ride. Yeah. Get coffee, take a nap. I'm Hell a good yeah. cuddle. I have soft shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told I smell good. Yeah, yeah. Good hugger. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Johnny and the soft shoulders. That's yeah, funny. buddy. Yeah. Fan name. Yeah. It's all that hair under my shirt. It makes me very soft. <laughs> it's just cushions. Cushions your, yeah. your hands. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, a uh, quick update about Plumbago magazine. Um, I have 500 uh, folded, stapled, and cut issues sitting right here in my living room. It took so long. I was just about to like fly you two out here so we could just have a <laughs> have a folding session. Oh man, it was it was it was fun. Like I I enjoyed it. I I learned a lot. Um, but man. Five five hundred is I don't know if you guys know this five hundred is more than three hundred, and it's, <laughs> fake news. Yeah, that's right, yeah. it, it sure did feel like a lot more. Um, and so next next steps is I have a uh, I may or may not have a super secret uh, sticker that's being put inside these issues. I need to do that and then mm-hmm. uh, figure out how to mail them out. About to about to spend about five hundred dollars in shipping costs to the post office to to send these guys out. But I mean, these are like all. You know things that people paid for when they bought their issues but um if you're if you're listening to this um well actually i'm so i'm going to leave up pre-orders for another like 24 hours after publishing this podcast but uh if you're listening to this um when it comes out on let's go ahead and say thursday um which is the 11th um it's your mm-hmm. last day to get uh pre-ordered plumbago magazines um and save two dollars. So um, let's say a starting Friday, the twelfth, they're going to be regular orders and full price at ten dollars, and we'll be selling those for a while. So yeah, um, eighty no not eighty sixty eight pages worth of poetry and fiction about pencils. It's going to be incredible. So I've talked about that a lot, uh, so I won't go into more. But I'm already starting to think about issue four. So I'm excited about that. Um, Excellent. Yay. Okay. So Plumbago, uh, erasable.com, excuse me, erasable.us slash shop slash Plumbago3. Um, also wanted to mention, uh, so I've been using my Baron Fig uh, backpack, which um, I think we've all um, talked a lot about, but I it is starting to become rainy season here in San Francisco. And... Um, I've discovered that, uh, that backpack is not waterproof. So yeah, um, it's not terrible. Like it's pretty thick fabric and I haven't like stood in the rain long enough for it to really, really soak through, but nothing's been like ruined or anything. Nothing's been ruined. Um, but I'm glad I didn't get to that point because I, if I would have like stood around in the pouring rain for, you know, a few minutes 
it would have just like soaked through. And I carry very expensive electronic equipment in there, along with like a oh, bunch, no. of, bunch of pencils, my, my laptop basically, along with pencils and uh, like notebooks and paper products. So um, yeah, I'm going to have to switch back to my like Timbuktu messenger bag for a while, probably uh, until the rainy season's over. So oh, those are waterproof. Yeah, those are definitely waterproof. And, and maybe we can find like some Scotch guard to like waterproof the Baron fig bag, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, and yeah, what's that? I'm sorry. No, uh, yeah, it's there was um that outerwear company that was on CBS Sunday morning this week. Um, uh, okay, I can't remember what it was called, but um, they waterproof canvas the way Ella Bean does, like rubbing it down with like greasy wax. Oh, wax, yeah, yeah. I wonder if you could <laughs> wax grease it like I'll a wax just, grease party. I'll just melt a candle, pour it on my bag, spread it around. Be it's the same probably thing. some kind of like animal based wax just lard yeah from england probably made of sheep or something yeah <laughs> steric acid from dead puppies <laughs> yeah so yeah update about that bag it looks looks great it works works fine it's fairly comfortable on my back it like kind of restrains me from um putting too much crap in my backpack but not so great in the rain yeah so um last update uh Tim, I got my Alpha Smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Um, I can't remember what we talked about last time. Um, how you uh, how far we got? You had just ordered it, and you yeah. told me which one you had ordered, which was the what was it called? The Dana, the Dana Wireless, Dana Wireless. Yeah. So I, I got it. Um, yeah, I, I I bought it. I think exclusively because it has this really graceful curve from the keyboard up to the screen, which is not necessarily a good reason to buy something. But what's, <laughs> what's interesting is at this point it started, they started to put um, Palm software on, uh, on these, these alpha smarts. <laughs> so it has a little, like, I don't know if either of you ever used a Palm pilot back in the day. I think my dad had every one of them. Really? <laughs> so, and I would always get them like a year later. Yeah. So yes, I have. Did, yeah. did you use one Johnny? <laughs> Um, no, I was aware of them, but I thought they were weird. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> you, but, are, you are not this, wrong. Yeah. This yeah. one, this one is, uh, it's, it's wireless, but it's also a touch screen and it comes with a tiny little stylus and it has a little scribble pad on the screen, which like on one hand is cool, <laughs> but on the other hand, I feel like that defeats the whole purpose of an alpha smart, right? Like it's not <laughs> totally distraction. I, I can play, yeah. yeah, I can play snake on my alpha smart. And also <laughs> why would you want to use that little scribble pad? If you have an entire keyboard sitting right below it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and yeah, also just one of those, like do it just because they can say they can do it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. And so I, at that point, I'm sure they were trying to become like, you know, more than just like a, a portable word processor or whatever it is that alpha smart said, they're trying to be like a little netbook or whatever. Um, so I, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I haven't uh, taken it to a coffee shop or whatever yet, but I have a couple things I want to write that I'm definitely going to use that for. Um, so I, I now think we have to get Johnny an Alpha Smart. I'm on eBay right now. Awesome. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I'm shopping. Um, so Johnny, we're going to send you an Alpha Smart, and you're going to get it and use it, and then we're going to have a whole episode about Alpha Smarts. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking on, on um, Flickr. There's a pool where people seem to have modded them. There's a yellow one, and there's uh, a wood. There's one oh, of the no. wood grain. Like a like the interior of a car. Oh dang! I want a wood grain Alpha Smart so bad. Oh, I, gosh, a- oh man, I, I I would I would go so deep into a Alpha Smart modding. 
Oh, Elf was Mark Hack. I actually yeah. there's some <laughs> colors on here like uh-huh. IBM Selectrix. No, oh man. my god! Oh, oh man! <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I found out. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to Will, my co-host on the. This is the nerdiest thing I've ever been excited about. <laughs> I was talking to Will, my co-host on the um, Dot Grid podcast, and I was telling him that this uh, this Alpha Smart that I have is is wireless, but I can't connect it to my to my Wi-Fi, and I couldn't even get it to recognize the network. And he made me realize, of course, that. Um, you know, there like there have been different like technologies of Wi-Fi over the years. It's like, you know, the IEEE. Um, I have, I have wireless. I think we're on N right now. N is in Nancy, but like the Alpha Smart only went up to up to B, and so I can actually get into my router and make it broadcast a signal with like that old, uh, like the old network on it. So at some point, I need to like hack into my router, get it to broadcast an extra network with this older style of. Of uh, ne- of networking, just so I can connect my Alpha Smart to the internet. <laughs> then I have to see if anybody and, has written an app for Twitter, so I can get Twitter on my Alpha Smart, which then defeats the purpose it, of my Alpha Smart. And it has officially <laughs> defeated the purpose of Alpha Smart. And then I'm going to be like, oh, my Alpha Smart is no longer distraction free. I have to buy an older Alpha Smart. <laughs> uh, oh man, Johnny, stop! Stop linking to these things. Oh no, this is amazing. So, okay, Johnny just posted a link blue one? to a translucent blue one. And what's amazing about this is the old Apple Emates, the Newton Emates, which is my my like ultimate little writing computer, which it, it was translucent green. And so this is that same color. Oh man, that's gorgeous. Uh, keep me away. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to start <laughs> hoarding Alpha Smarts now. So, um if it's really welcome. this color, I want this one. Yeah. Chris Chris Jones in the group says, so there needs to be an erasable dot grade crossover episode about your top five alpha smart mods. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there does. Give me, a, give me a link to the uh, wood grain one, Johnny. Oh, it's in that um, Flickr pool. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Couple there. Okay. Uh, we'll have this link in show notes. Oh, man. Look at all these. <laughs> <laughs> This is a stormtrooper one. Somebody put a, put lights on their Alpha Smarts. Here's this is insane. Wow, this is incredible. You know what? I for for all of the like dumpster fire that the internet has been, <laughs> I still I still love the internet. This this is there the is best. hope. There yeah. is there's hope. The the Flickr Alpha Smart modding tool uh, group <laughs> is incredible. This one's bedazzled. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> There's one in here with uh with an Alpha Smart and then it has a Doge that's peeking out of the corner and it says such work never done. <laughs> uh, uh, people are awesome. Uh, pe- these are so cheap. That's incredible. That yeah. one with the lights even has like a flip like it has lights that go along the bottom of the screen and then you can close the lights. Like you can just like <laughs> flip it up or like flip up a little panel that reveals the lights. If you need them, and then if you don't need them, you can close the panel until the lights go away. That's incredible. Why did you find this, Johnny? Now I have to. Now I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start hoarding Alpha Smarts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll we'll come at you next next episode with our uh, Johnny joins the Alpha Smart Revolution update. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's hook it up. Can we hook it up to Facebook? <laughs> All right. Let's jump into uh, our holiday pencil goodies. Um, Tim, did you get any? Um, yeah, tell us about your your holiday 
pencil or pencil accessory um, so, uh, acqu- acquisitions. It's an indirect pencil acquisition, um, but I got a Leatherman for Christmas. Um, and so it's actually a little bit of a saga because it, you know it was crazy cold last week. And my car breaks down quarterly uh, every year. And so on. I got a, a Leatherman, and I was excited because I could use it for like knife sharpening and things like that. Fix your car with it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happened. No, it's not what happened. Yeah. Um, it was super cold. And on New Year's Day, I went to the grocery store, which is called Food City. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to Food <laughs> City. It's kind of like food and stuff on uh, Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Uh, but I went to the grocery store in the morning at about uh, 8.30 to get some milk. And I was there until 1.30 because my car broke down. And it was so cold that the metal clip on my Leatherman snapped in half. The metal clip? What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it was like four degrees or something like that. Wind chill, it was like negative four or something like that. Um, and yeah, the clip snapped in half. So, anyways, I returned it to get to eventually get a new one. But my wife went on a, a trip to Knoxville and actually picked up a a little Gerber. It's essentially the same idea, you know, like a little multi tool from Gerber uh, called the Dime, and it's a mini one because I I had told her like yeah I I liked this my my Leatherman was pretty big and she said well you know what like maybe you should think about the smaller ones and so I f- I found a, a Leatherman that I had in mind but then she found this one which I'm holding in my hands right now. And it is about uh, two and a half inches long or something. Hmm. And I love it. I love having one of these little things with a bottle opener and scissors and all that and the knife. But I also like used the knife to do a little uh, pencil sharpening, not like from scratch, but um, in a pinch I was, and I I say in a pinch, I also had like a little time on my hands, obviously, um, (laughs) to do this, but um, not to sharpen a whole pencil, but a pencil that had just dulled to just kind of top it off. And it worked really well. Uh, it's yeah, it's called the Gerber Dime, and I was able to uh, get the pencil back into uh, good shape. And I know that there was a uh, conversation on Twitter started by Brad Dowdy, who was looking into knife sharpening, and so knife sharpening kind of came up on the internet that one day. Uh, of something in which I was interested to read what everybody said, but I didn't have a whole lot to say about it because I haven't tried a whole lot. I know we've um, we've talked about the uh, Openel knives mm-hmm. and things like that and i've tried those things and i, I always like to use a, a razor blade but this has just turned into a really cool option the blade's only two inches long it's this little thing but it worked well for me and so i was uh, i'm happy with it so that was a cool cool purchase and i think also the pliers will come in handy with hack wing yeah um because of pulling out you know pulling ferrules off and also using the um um the pliers to kind of cl- you know, crimp ferrules back on to other pencils. So that's uh, going to come in handy. So that was, that was really it. I mean, besides like, uh, the <laughs> technically the alpha smart was a Christmas present that I just got early. So, um, <laughs> and that has nothing to do with pencils. I didn't, I, did, I did not get any new pencils. Um, I will, I will say that I, I, besides buying myself the perfect pencil, um, after Christmas, but I was, I was very close to using, uh, 
uh, to requesting some more Blackwing 73s also, not just buying them at that store, but I thought about asking for those from somebody for Christmas, and then I just kind of came to my senses because I have all the pencils. So. <laughs> but don't you need so I did, all I, the more pencils? I did, yeah. And I, well, it's it's always, of course I do, yes. <laughs> but um, I, I came to my senses in that I know that there's always something else that's going to come out. And so I was like, no, you know what? I'll just wait, and I'll get the next thing that comes out. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, pretty light on the pencil, pencil-y stuff for Christmas uh, this year. Oh, besides the package from the wonderful Lenore. Um, Lenore. Uh, sent a package from Vegas that was fantastic with that cool uh, notebook with all the crazy pages with the weird grid you, uh, grids mean, and stuff. Do you mean Kamar? Oh, Kimar. What did I say? You said Lenore. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was born. Yeah, from Vegas. I'm sorry. That was a yeah, that's all right. A brain fart. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Come on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love. That was, I love that. Um, um, that grids and guides notebook. Like I've, I've seen oh, that yeah, a lot of so times cool. before, and it it kind of it kind of made me like really love those really wacky grids. Um, that later made me really love the askew notebook. So. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never owned one of these, even though I've just like admired them from afar a lot. So yeah, yeah. thank you, Kamar. Yes, yeah, Kamar. That was that was so cool. That was such a big surprise. I got, I we got to the house and Jade's like, "You got something from Pencil Santa?" <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It, he's real? Like what <laughs> on earth? Johnny told me about him, but I didn't believe him. Um, but uh, yes, Virginia, yeah. there is a Pencil Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. And so that was a uh, that was a awesome surprise and he's like she's, she's like it's something podcast related probably it says pencil santa what <laughs> and, like ran over all giddy and opened it up and it was it was an awesome surprise had a uh kamar had signed a a field notes notebook a you know a vegas notebook and put it in a little sheath and that was that was a really cool surprise so i can't not mention that because that was very kind of her i was uh really appreciative yeah so that's me so what about cool. you, Johnny? So most of the stuff I got, I think, was pencil adjacent. Um, did you guys know that Greer, the store in Chicago, sells singles of the Viarco Finding Candy pencil in all the colors? No. I I did not. So I got three Virgins, which is the natural one, and three Evil, which is um, black with a red end. So that was pretty awesome. They're two bucks a piece. So, um, I said something about mentioning this on the podcast and Frankie made me go order some last night in the colors we wanted in case there was a run on a uh, Greer's stock. It got the, the erasable bone. <laughs> yeah. So I ordered some, um, if you go there and you can't get any turquoise, that's my fault. So, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Blame no, you. um, I will say this, their mm. shipping was not expensive and super cheap. I mean, super, super fast. I had a, they printed the label like immediately and shipped it immediately. Pretty sweet. Not everybody does that. Um, they're Andy and I were talking about this. The the cores are not centered for a two dollar pencil, but the um, the finish is nice. They smell really good and they're very pretty. So they win. Hmm. They have that nice Viarco <laughs> sort of scratchy, but not unpleasantly scratchy core. Can, can we make that an insult? Just like you know, I like him, but. I like that Tim, but his core is not centered, you know, for a two dollar pencil. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like yeah. all that fancy education, the, the core is still off. 
Thinks he's so cool, but his core's not sent. <laughs> oh, man. So I also got the L.L. Bean pencil case, which is a thing. Hmm. Which is actually like a really nice pencil case, but I feel like you have to use it outside. Plus it came with that, you know, be an outsider sticker. Mine has been living inside and is too clean. But uh, my other big present from my family was a secretary desk. Which do you guys know what a secretary is? As like the thing that flips down, yeah, sort of holds your crap, and then you can write on uh-huh. stuff. So I don't actually yeah. have a desk, being as I don't actually do any work. So now I have a little miniature desk that lives in the dining room. It is probably got like a hundred pounds of pencils and paper in it. <laughs> it's so cool. I yeah. was when you sent us that picture. I was, I jaw dropped. I, I ran and showed Jane. I was like, "You got to see this. This is amazing." Uh. Did you, had that, was that something that you had been looking for or did that, was that something that they just found that like was a total surprise? So, um, there's a white one from Ikea that I had my eye on, but I don't know where to put it because for a secretary, it takes up a lot of room. So this one is pretty small. You could fit it. You know, if you have a corner somewhere, you could fit one. It's pretty neat. And it's, you know, it's not particle board. It's not like oak, but it'll last a long time. It was really a pain in the left foot to put together, but <laughs> not as bad as, you know, some Ikea stuff. Yeah, it's cool. I'm really digging it. It's, you know, I could leave it to my kids one day if I don't drop it during one of my moves. <laughs> you don't even know Johnny's moves. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's going to drop a move. <laughs> I always wind up moving into buildings with no elevator. Mm, I hear that. Yay. Yep. I chuck it off, start chucking my stuff off the balcony, get some very large college students to catch it, give them beer. Trampoline. If they'll make a joke, I'm going to catch a bookshelf, dude. So, um, can I mention that I gave out like half a dozen moleskins? No. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. I didn't even even realize that like this was the moleskin Christmas, but I didn't get one or I didn't get one for me. I think I got five or six people moleskins. Which is weird. I found a really cool one for at Book Depository that was um, yellow or red. No, that one was red with the fox from the Little Prince and has yellow end paper. That was a cool one. And I found a Beatles one for my buddy who really likes Beatles. It was yellow and had a submarine. That's awesome. I yeah. was just, as you said that, I was doodling a drawing of John Lennon's face hmm. on the te- on the power bill that's next to me. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't use fountain pens in them, but you can make a lot of really nice gifts out of it. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, he likes the Beatles. Boom. Beatles moleskin. Didn't even know it was a thing. Yep. Cool. Well, I got um not a not a lot of pencil things for Christmas. I, I did get it's not really pencil related, but I got a pair of really nice binoculars for um looking out my balcony window at the city. So everybody's going to I uh, think I'm just like looking through their windows, which I swear I'm not. You're a spy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can just look out at like ships in the harbor. Or a superhero. Which is cool. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Goes without saying. I did get um, Duh. Yeah. I did get a couple beat up old uh, bullet pencils from my mother. I got one from uh, Cherubusco State Bank, which is in kind of one of the small towns near Fort Wayne in Indiana. It says on, on the side of it says two kinds of interest, personal and 4%. We pay one and <laughs> we pay one and give the other. Cherubusco State Bank. 
And then <laughs> that's a good one. Then I have another one that's uh, from Steckley's Feed Mill and Hatchery. Uh, and then it just says underneath it says quality chicks. <laughs> oh wow! So uh, and that one's a, one of those those square bullet pencils, and they're both in pretty rough shape. But maybe I should send them to uh, to Jay and get get them to restore oh, it. Been there, done that. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Got to get my my quality chicks bullet, bullet <laughs> <Yeah>. pencil. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, not a lot of not a lot of Christmas holiday things here, which is which is probably fine. But I <laughs> don't need don't need many more. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, we have um, we're about about an hour into the show. Should we spend a few minutes talking a little bit about um, some of our favorite winter writing gear? Um. I I don't know much about it. Um, I'm interested yeah, you, to know, Johnny, it sounds like you have some some opinions here. Uh, Tim, I, I'm interested to hear uh, your first bullet point here. I, did, I don't know if you wrote this or if Johnny wrote this. I uh, Let me look at it. And, uh, that was not me? Nope. <laughs> I will. <laughs> That's too realistic oh, to be from me. You know something I forgot to talk about, but What's I'm that? just going to go ahead and jump out of order and bring it up. Yeah, just fine. Is that I traveled with my Alpha Smart? I had mentioned that I, I was going to oh. say something about this. Yeah. So I we traveled to Florida, and so I flew. Uh, and it was pretty entertaining to pull that out and put it in the like little container at the security check-in at the airport, because I had people like doing like a double and triple take at it. Like, what the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> Sorry, sir. I'm gonna need you to come with me. This looks like a bomb. Yeah, I was, I was not, uh, I was not, not expecting that to happen. I was like, "Eh, it'll happen. Uh, But uh, I got it in there. We were flying with two kids, so it was like, I wasn't really expecting to get much writing done anywhere, let alone on the airplane. Yeah. But I did pull it out for like five minutes and played with it, and it was a really satisfying experience to be able. It's, I think, a favorite thing about it is that it just fires right up and it's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, but it travels really well and it doesn't take up uh, much space at all. And they're super light. Uh, and my son just kept like reaching over and just like hitting random keys on it. While I was trying to use it, which was kind of funny <laughs> at the time, but it was his first plane ride. So he was all hopped up and, and crazy. It was as we were taking off, he was, he wasn't scared or anything, but he was, <laughs> he just kept going. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but with like a smile on his face, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is like a sensory overload. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe are we in the air right now? And I'm like, nobody, we're still on the ground. <laughs> yeah, look out your window, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we were moving and like at any time that like we'd pull back or it would like rise up or the, sort of the elevation would change and we'd feel it. He'd be like, oh, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Really but, but uh, yeah, so traveling with it was, it was a lot of fun and I didn't take a computer with me at all. Uh, I didn't really, I didn't have a need for one. So I took that and I did, you know, over the course of the week, we were staying in my parents' condo and I had it sitting on like a little island in the middle of the kitchen. And as I would have, I mean, we're trying to work up short story ideas and things like that. And, and I would just walk up and I'd fire it up, click on file number three, where I was keeping my story ideas. And I would type up the idea and shut it down and move on. And of course I never had to charge it or put batteries in it because they last like six months. Yeah. Um, so it's, it was great. I loved having it with me. So it's, I'll definitely travel with it now. I've got, so I've, I've got the two and so I've got one that I'm keeping at school and then one that I'm carrying around with me. So would that fit in a case from a netbook? Are they too big? Per, probably. I would. I still have a netbook 
somewhere in my closet. They're pretty. I mean, they're, they're, they're a really thin. nice case. They're thin, but they're pretty like wide. So, yeah, I mean, mine fits perfectly into the the laptop section of my topo bag, like my mountain briefcase. It slides right in, just like my. It's, it is a little taller than the like a MacBook or something, but uh, yeah. It might though. It's worth trying. I've seen that laptop that you carry. You can around, definitely Johnny, try that one. Def- definitely one. fit in that case. <laughs> <laughs> Massive Linux machine. No, it's not that big. I don't carry it around. <laughs> I don't think it's left my home in God like a year. <laughs> he just has a hooked right. up. He's so, he's anyways. currently mining Bitcoin with his uh, with his laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I had to de- I had to derail us and mention that just because yeah. I, I couldn't help myself. No, that's that's awesome. Um, this is the accidental Alpha Smart podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the accidental. There you go. Yeah. That's title title of the episode. Accidental. Alpha Figure Smart out how podcast. they can talk to each other. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's revolution will be Alpha Smart. <laughs> Let's create an Alpha Smart messaging app. The Alpha like, Smart Asses. Yeah. The Alpha Smart Asses. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's, there we go. That's amazing. Yeah. All, right. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah, been, um, um. So, so Tim, this uh, this bullet point says charcoal crayon on yeah. the side of a truck. Firefox had crashed, so now I'm back in, and okay. now I can see. Now I can see it. So yeah, yeah, charcoal crayon on the side of a truck. That works um, in the winter. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like when we talked about this topic, which I think it's, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool topic. But my my couldn't help but my response being like, isn't that the kind? It's of, one of the ideas of pencils is that all pencils are. <laughs> perfect uh for winter writing because that's you know, the idea and i can i can talk as, as much as like with pencils i feel like anything works i do have you know one of the fountain pen things that's happened with this this cold and having my bag in the car and stuff i'm driving home and is that i was at school today and opened up one of my fountain pens and the ink i guess had like frozen and expanded and like shot out and so i opened the cap and ink just red ink just poured out onto the page in front of me wow like a little like pool of it why do you torture yourself <laughs> with those things? Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> it happened and it was really frustrating. And so I, I mean, luckily it didn't like get on important stuff. And so I just took a piece of paper and kind of crumpled it up and dropped it in the trash and then didn't even clean up the, the pen, just screwed it back in really tight and put it in my bag. And that's what I've got. One of the ones I've got cleaning out now. Um, and I love that it's red ink because it was just extra bloody. I bet, I bet the kids were just yeah, saw but, this huge pool of like, <laughs> it was scarlet. right when, they're like right when school was starting, so it would be awesome if they walked in and so my hands were covered in like red. They're like, What happened? Mr. Freshman. <laughs> freshmen are just screaming and running out of my classroom like no, it's a good- He killed a puppy. <laughs> he killed a kid. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's why you always leave a note. <laughs> that's why you always leave a note. That's <laughs> uh, funny. That's a good one. Um so Johnny, what are your favorite all-weather writing gear? So I'm not going to step on yours. I'm going to mention that the Field Notes Expedition is actually not bullcrap, unless you insist on using fountain pens, you know, to sign checks at Target because you're that kind of person. Like it works very, very well with pencils. Not so well with space pens. They make a big mess. But the paper is. I don't know how to put it. It's like a micro texture. You can use mm-hmm. really hard pencils on it and they'll come out really dark. 
It's like so, it's like a micro awesome. abrasive, right? Like it's very it's kind of like micro toothy. I mean, it's like a magic the uh, Mr. Clean magic eraser of paper. Quote unquote. <laughs> paper. A mystery substance. <laughs> the the magic eraser's are some kind of German pipe insulation that they figured out can also remove stains. Really? Yeah. Stains are amazing. They're, they're made in Germany. Huh. Yeah. Huh. You learn a lot listening to our podcast. You sure do. <laughs> you say pipe. You say pipe insulation. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Maybe it's HVAC insulation. One of them. I, well, here's the question. Can you use that to erase ink from a field notes expedition and not mar up the paper's surface? I think, I think that you, is create a good a, question. you create a chemical reaction touching those two um, materials together that it creates a poisonous gas and immediately kills everybody in the room. Gonna try it outside. <laughs> yeah, definitely try it outside. So, um, as we know, all pencils being carbon will work, you know, in the cold and the heat. But I think that there are some pencils that work well with gloves. So the Faber Castell Jumbo Grip Twenty O One and the Viking Rolo XL because it's hexagonal and not finished. Like I've tested them out; they work with my stupid-looking wool gloves. That I have to wear sometimes. And you can even sharpen them while you're wearing those gloves. So, pro tip from uh, Erasable. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, the other thing is, if your pencil is unfinished, like the Viking Rolo, it will turn to crap if you get it in the snow. Because it'll soak up water and be junk. Yeah. So go with the Faber-Castell or just, you know, dip the thing in the wax that you're going to waterproof your... Uh, and fig backpack with your backpack with <laughs> you are covered literally covered no good or just uh, you get even, you, sorry go ahead. i was gonna say or just move to california where there is no snow <laughs> you could Boom. i wonder if you could rub that stuff on paper to waterproof it it's wax impregnated paper yeah because the, the expedition is full of um the pages are plastic they're not paper but hmm. the normal right in the rain stuff is just paper that's dipped into some sort of substance. Yeah, I I really love um like the I love the look of the right in the rain notepads, like the um like the yellow ones specifically. Um I have one of the hardbound little A5 size right in the rain books and I I love the way it looks. It looks very like old school like rugged safari looking kind of and that yellow is really great. Um, I haven't had a lot of occasion to use it just because I don't find myself in situations where I'm like using my stationery in like the rain or in the cold. So I haven't really like put it to the test, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. I should just go outside and just journal in the rain. So is the binding in those things tight? It's uh, it's pretty tight. I, I, f- I feel like the binding, at least of the right in the rain journal that I have that I really like, um, it's it seems like just regular like book binding like nothing much more different than like a like a confidant or a, or like a probably nicer than a moleskin but what Ooh, do you ask does it open as well I mean, yeah they always look like they're hard to open yeah i've I sort think, of been eyeing I, them up for a long time i think you got to kind of break in a little bit um i used to have a contact to write in the rain i'll have to ask again um maybe they can maybe we can try some out oh hey i forgot to mention um on friday I'm going to an event in San Francisco um, where the, the Scout Books people are going to be talking. Oh, awesome. It's, uh, it's at Mule Design, which is, there's a, 
it's one of the design like web design firms here in town and they made some little notebooks with scout books and so scout books will be doing a talk about paper and notebooks um i don't exa- know exactly what they're going to talk about i hope it's not just a big big commercial but yeah i think uh <laughs> micah from from the group and from lots of stuff i think she said she's coming so oh, yeah, if you're in the bay area cool. come to mule design on friday to the the scout books talk yeah, i feel like we don't talk about scout books very much i mean they're not really anything interesting really like it's i think the trouble is is when when you like anybody can put their design on the cover which is which is great like it's nice that that exists but they're they're nothing great quality and you but you can always it's they're always very discernible like you can always say like oh this is just a scout books um mm-hmm. a scout book they're yeah. they're everywhere but they're not bad they're not amazing but yeah i there's so many of them just everywhere yeah and, and like we talked about before really like any pencils are are winter ready i would think um i don't think it can get too too cold or or too hot for a pencil. Can it get so cold that the wax that's inside the the core would just freeze up and not come out? Oh man, good question. I don't know. I I I hesitate to try it. Well, you'd have to travel like two thousand miles to try it out. Yeah, but. I'm gonna go out to the <laughs> the bomb cyclone and see if I can. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was gonna say I know with paper, like when it's really cold outside. Like if I was actually was, and I'm not really in a situation where I find myself out. Like I'm not walking outside or anything like that. Yeah, in the, in the really cold because I, I live in a place where you. I mean, you have to drive everywhere you go, and so I don't have this problem. But um, when my hands are cold, when I'm in a situation where it's like freezing, I do think that um, I do like top like a uh, top bound notebooks mm-hmm. rather than like something that's uh, uh like perfect bound or something. I'm mean, gonna really have to hold apart. That is nice to just have something that'll just lay perfectly flat. Yeah, because the weather and uh, wetness and stuff will do weird things. Yeah, so I did have a, I have a one of our write notepads, memo books, uh, in my in my backpack, and that that's really nice to use. You know, when it's really cold and you just want to flip something open and not have to like hold anything down. You just kind of like flip it open, write what you need, close it. Yeah, yeah. Any other winter writing gear recommendations from from the chat or from either of you guys? One, a double hold pencil sharpener because you can hold it with gloves. Ooh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, like it'd be yeah. really hard to grip grip my little like brass bullet on my keychain. I I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can't really get the fine motor control over like a two stage sharpener, like a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I I think uh you know another thing is to think about like carrying pencils when it's really cold outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something that, uh, to think about that um. Uh, for instance, like I, I talked about the perfect pencil earlier, but that seems like a good option uh, for when you're in the cold, something that can keep it compact and you've got everything you need right there because you've already got tons of stuff kind of packed onto you in layers and you're uh, you're trying to, uh, yeah, just take care of that. So to have something that's kind of an all-in-one, like a one-stop sort of thing to carry around yeah. seems like a good idea in, in a sort of extreme weather where you're already carrying a bunch of stuff and you're layered and all that Yeah, to have your, your sharpener and everything there. I don't know if maybe that's another thing that if it got so cold, it would just freeze and crack, but I, yeah. I don't know. Real time follow up from Dr. Hans Noodleman in the, in the chat. He says he keeps pencils in his car this past week. They were at negative six Fahrenheit. and had no issues writing. So there you go. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can get colder than negative six Fahrenheit, but really you shouldn't. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Go inside if it's if it's that cold. Go inside and use your pencils. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I. Yeah. yeah, I'll um I'll break out the right in the rain notepad and take it out in the rain when it starts when it starts up again and see what that does. Um, after I switch everything over to a book bag that's that's waterproof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A carry in the rain backpack. Yeah. yeah. So should we uh. Should we button it up, guys? Sure. Sounds good. All right. So, um, Johnny, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at PencilRevolution.com, sometimes on Twitter at Pencilution, and on Instagram at my name. Cool. Tim? You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. And I am Andy Welfel. You can find me online at WoodClinch.com or at Andy.Coffee. Um, and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, at a Wellfley, a W E L F as in Frank L E. And this is the erasable podcast, uh, biweekly show about pencils and other analog tools of creation. Uh, our website is erasable.us. If you want to find show notes and the audio file for this episode, go to erasable.us slash 88. Um, also while you're on the erasable site, click on that shop page and go over and get yourself a brand new copy of Plumbago Magazine, which is our analog uh, print companion to our podcast. There are um, several dozen um, pages in there with poetry, fiction, comics, illustration, all about pencils, which is incredible. Um, you can come join our community at uh, on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, all at, at Erasable Podcast. Um, Thank you very much for joining us, and we will talk to you next time. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.